Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk on CKCC Radio, brought to you by Podbean. You can subscribe and ring the bell. Wait, this isn't YouTube. Well, subscribe anyway. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, professional wrestling personality since 2005, podcaster since 2013, and of course, I am joined by my podcasting co-host, a longtime fan, a good man, a good brother, Dan Peck. Hmm. I have been podcasting since 2005. There you go. I did do a show in 2005. Yep. That was like when podcasting was in its infancy, right? It was like when you... did they did they actually have the uh, the term coined? Yeah, I don't think so. But it was literally like we uploaded our show to some random website and posted it on our forums that we frequented. Frequented it. Exactly. Uh, yes, you can check us out on all. Of the social media stuff, we have a Facebook and a Twitter at CKCC Radio for each. Make sure you're following on both. You can listen to us on all those places where you get your podcasts. And we have other stuff you can listen to as well, including Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trillowitz, our podcasting partner in crime. There's Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Not only is there another back episode up, but there's our first new episode. So you got episode 13 for the backlog and episode 40 as a new episode. And even though it bothers him that they're airing out of order now, uh, he did want to make sure the new content went up. And of course, first Monday of the month, Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. What are you going to be doing when this is all done, Dan? When we're out of the quarantine? We're actually starting to turn the curve now, so. The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Oh, yeah. Nothing's going to... Well, nothing's going to change for me because I'm still going to work. And the only thing that's changed is I wear a face mask and a glove that's required. Otherwise, literally nothing has changed. The job hasn't changed. And, of course, my other shows, The Stupid Sexy Podcast, where we review every Simpsons ever. And we're actually going to do it this weekend. I lied oh to my you. goodness. I know, I lied to you guys last weekend, sorry. But I actually did sit down and watch it and take my notes and everything. And of course, get ready for Chris Ranks The Universe will continue. We're going to be doing part three of my Disney ranking. We're getting into the uh, much more positive territory here. And I will still have Jeff Trelowitz and Mark Adams there to join me. And don't forget our other non-podcast content, including Marked Reviews Blogs. Mark's Movie Reviews blog, The Art of Brian Beinman, and The Cosplay of Heather Quinn. And our partner shows, Jeff Trelowitz's Cinefan podcast, The Blake and Sal Show, and CHMR's Ring Rust. Now, I would promote Race Nerd as a partner show, but I have some news for everybody. Matt Hardman is going to be bringing his racing podcast to CKCC Radio with a reboot even going to have a co-host on board, so you will finally get more racing content right here on CKCC Radio. And he's excited because he already knows that'll reach a larger audience immediately. I want to thank you guys. We are killing it in the download section, by the way. Lots of people listening now. And including people who aren't even part of our little Facebook group and community. So we have 
officially turned a corner and started the expansion process. And I'd like to thank everybody for continuing to support us. And you're going to continue to get the show every week, even when wrestling's in a tizzy, which it absolutely is this week. Wouldn't you say, Dan? Uh, yeah, not since the, was it post-WrestleMania 21? Yeah, pretty much. We haven't had a bloodletting like that. Uh, um, that one was fun. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, but first, Dan has the answer to last week's trivia question. Last week's trivia question was, name all damn little people. That was in the match at WrestleMania 3. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. List me some, list me some midgies. List me some midgies. So, uh, yes. So, so we got... Can I do? Can I do the? Can I do the alive or dead? Because yeah, I sure. I have all of them pulled up on Wikipedia, and some of them do still exist. So we start with the Haiti Kid, who was a major go-to for WWE in that in the beginning of the Golden Era. He sure is still alive. We He's either Little Beaver. <laughs> uh, little Beaver passed away in 1995. That's where the members of, uh, of course, I know this because I've seen this WrestleMania how many times, Hi- Team Hillbilly Jim. And then with King Kong Bundy was Little Tokyo. Uh, Little Tokyo passed away in 2011 at the age of 70. His name was Shigeru Akabane. Yes. And Lord Littlebrook. Yes. Passed away in 2016 at the age of 87. That's really good for a little person. Four foot four, yeah. I mean, that is a little person, but yeah, good for him. But yep, Haiti Kid is still around. And from what I understand, he st- even though he is retired, he still makes appearances. So, there you go. That's probably his most famous thing, right? I mean, other than all... Also- retired back in the 90s. <laughs> Oh, I forgot he was in Mr. T's corner at the boxing match. Yeah, because uh, Roddy Piper like shaved his head and beat him up. That's right, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. probably the thing that he was the biggest of, because he was actually in a lead-up to a WrestleMania. Dan, when we eventually talk about the worst match at every WrestleMania, would you actually say that's probably WrestleMania 3's worst match? Was probably that one? Because it was just a, a three-and-a-half-minute midget fest that ended in a DQ. <laughs> I don't know me. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the card, and I don't think that I don't think WrestleMania three really had any bad matches. So I think that's almost like by default, right? Kind of. I mean, Meltz will tell you that Hogan Andre was the worst match on the card, but that's just stupid. But Al Snow will tell you it's the best match in WrestleMania history. I don't know if I would agree with that either, but I would I would sooner side with Al than I would with Dave. At least in that respect. Say so, yes. Uh, Dan, your trivia question is not wrestling related. No, it isn't. It was something I've been thinking about recently. <laughs> I don't and even like, know this. How how somewhat forgettable this show was, but actually how like important this show was in the history of television. So I'm thinking. So there was sitcom in like the 90s, maybe into the beginning of the 2000s. But this sitcom had no more Garcia Para in it as a character's <laughs> love interest. As a character's love interest. Good yes. lord. I think right. he might have even shown up a couple of times. Um, but I would say this is actually a very important show in many ways. 
All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and look up uh, Mr. Garcia Parra here, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna reveal the answer, of course, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of want to know the answer because I'm genuinely curious about this. Although apparently, it's not listed on his wiki page that I can see. Was he actually on the show, or I think he showed up once or twice. Okay, or was he just mentioned as a love interest? I'm not 100% that he actually showed up, but, uh... Wait, wait, wait. So his name is Nomar. Yes. Because it's Ramon spelled backwards. I think I knew that, but it's... I think I heard that before, but it's still funny to, uh... To read that. Good lord. Yeah, it's actually not listed on his wiki page that I can find on a... A, uh quick glance here so <laughs> so let's look it up oh there's an IMDB he was, page he was on one episode self 27 credits uh, I'm gonna find this oh look at all this other stuff he was on what the hell oh okay I've never heard of this or have I heard of this show? Have I heard of this show? Yes, I have. Okay. I was looking at the wrong thing. Nope, I found the sitcom you're talking about. I yeah. had no idea. Well, I remember the name of the show. I don't think I ever watched it. It or... was a few pretty big people's like first Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, look at who the two of the top credits are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Love interest. That's pretty funny. Yep, he did appear on an episode. Two episodes, actually. Interesting. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. That's your homework. Although you can just cheat and do what I did, but that's pretty interesting trivia. All right. Um, I want to do the serious thing first. And get it out of the way, because I also want to kind of say my piece on the matter. Uh, we did lose Howard Finkel this uh, two nights ago, actually, as we record this, was Fink's passing. Or was it yesterday, as we record this? May have been yesterday. When, I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday it was or the Thursday, day after. Yeah. It was the day after. Uh, yeah, it's one of those where... Um, first thing I saw was my friend Bobby, who works at .com. Because he obviously, Howard Finkel was his boss at one point. Because that was a big thing. Um, so it's I crazy, saw, like, the list of people who were in charge of the website over the years. Yeah. He was, uh, I do remember reporting about his stroke when he had it. And his health was pretty bad for the last year it's, of his life. Yeah, it's been bad since then. And I saw the picture that they posted. It was Cesaro and Anderson and Gallows and a few other guys, like, had gone to visit him. And just to see what he looked like, and he didn't look anything like he did even a couple years prior. So, like, that's a real shame that, that his health deteriorated that quickly, but that can happen. Um, and we wouldn't have the term WrestleMania without him. Uh, this one kind of hit me a little hard, though, just because of the fact that uh, when I broke in as a ring announcer, Justin Glory was like, study ring announcers and... You know, don't don't try to be them, but look at what they do, 
and see if you can, you know, he kind of wanted me to learn on my own. Well, of course, my go-to was Howard Finkel because he's the best in the business. Probably the best ring announcer of all time. Yeah, there's been a lot of quality ring announcers in all of professional wrestling and the history and everything, but this is, uh, he was the best and that was the guy I wanted to study. And I never wanted to do announcing like him because you can't really imitate him and do it properly, but I paid attention to how he did his inflections, how his posture was. The biggest thing I always got was, I know the tuxedo was kind of his gimmick, but he was always dressed up as a professional. And there's that super cringeworthy thing I did at my third ever show where I had the t-shirt and the hat on to do ring announcing. And for, I still cannot justify why that happened. I was like, well, I was sunburned, but I still put on the dress pants. I never, it was the stupidest decision ever. It's so cringy. I don't even watch clips of that show, even though... That was when I got to do the the award ceremony for Nikolai Volkov, which I think was even more insulting because I wasn't actually looking very nice. And they kicked Steve the teacher's ass. But uh, yeah, it was one of those things like I never dressed unprofessionally to be a ring announcer after that. I always made sure there was inflection. I always made sure people got the right announcement. I tried to make it so every... Every match was the main event, in a way, that everybody was important. I only ever purposely downplayed one person's ring announcement, and that was because he was a prick and was being a jerk to everybody and was specifically rude to me because he wouldn't shake my hand because I was just the announcer and he thought I was beneath him. So I gave him a crappy ring introduction, and... (laughs) Well, he got fired after that show anyway because I I actually think Johnny Glitter would have fought him if he had the opportunity to. Like, he was just the most arrogant piece of shit. That's the only time I ever did that intentionally. And I don't regret that one because he deserved it. And by the way, guys, the only reason I never say this guy's name on air is because I don't want to give him any publicity. But if you ever want to know who this wrestler is that I've talked about in this story before, you can message me and I'll tell you. I just don't want to give him publicity. I think people think I'm probably making it up. You don't don't say his name. But yeah, so losing the Fink was a real tough tough one to digest as a wrestling person. Like, Like, it was almost as hard as Piper, who was one of my very first favorites. You know, it's one of those. But uh, I saw, I loved Bobby's tribute to him that he wrote up, which I thought was amazing. And I saw the the outpouring of support confirmed something I already knew, which was that he was a really good guy and everybody really liked him, which of course always makes it harder. It's that Owen Hart mentality when somebody so beloved passes away. Um, I'm sure, I do think it's nice that he doesn't have to uh, suffer anymore. I always, I always kind of take that as like a, like, okay, well, at least he's not suffering anymore kind of thing. So, rest in peace to the greatest ring announcer of all time, the guy who gave us the term WrestleMania, and the guy with whom I still steal his uh, his influence when I do my ring announcing. He's the um, first person Vince McMahon hired after he took over the company. Yep. And he appeared, up until recently, he had appeared at every single WrestleMania because they would just bring him back to do the legend introduction. He was always there. 
I don't know if his if that was just his desire to just not do it anymore, but Alright. On to more still crappy news, but <laughs> well, for some people it's crappy, maybe not for others. So of course, let's let's go through the timeline here, because the timeline's almost ironic. On Monday, don't you think? WWE is deemed an essential business by the governor of Florida, a close personal friend of Vince McMahon, by the way. The same day it's revealed that Linda McMahon donated $18 million to the state of Florida, which I'm sure was not so coincidental. But you know what? That's fine, because all it's doing is it's keeping them afloat, going to allow them to pay their employees and deem them an essential business, so there won't be any issues there, right? Well... Two days later, WWE has a huge bloodletting, and a ton of people get released. Turns out that no matter what you do, when you're not selling any tickets to shows and you're not selling any merch, you're not making money. Exactly. Exactly. So, nine producers got, what's the term? Furloughed. Furloughed, yeah. Uh, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Dave Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. So we know that they'll be back when things lighten up. I know a lot of writers were included. Not sure what that in it, what that deal is. Before we do the actual uh, talent that got released, do note that Vince apparently has said that many, if not all, might be welcome back when this all lets up. But there's a good chance many of them will not be. So the uh, the list I have does it alphabetically with the last name. So it's that weird list. So I'll just go through them and we'll discuss them one at a time. The first two that surprised me were Anderson and Gallows. Because I'm pretty sure they had just renegotiated new contracts. So I, last year, yeah, so like like a month after requesting a release, yeah, they got new deals. So that one was kind of surprising. I'm going to uh, assume that they would probably be on the list of comeback kids if that actually does pan out. Uh, so. Well, uh, Carl Anderson later that day posted a video, kind of pretty much almost completely saying he's going back to Japan. Oh well, there you go. Uh, Gallows and Anderson were kind of wasted in WWE, so I'm not surprised. They only have, like, one run as champs, and it was, like, a month, only a month. Yeah. But the funniest thing about their release, actually, is that in kayfabe, they were murdered by The Undertaker. Yeah. Because that's the last time we're ever going to see them was in the Boneyard. So, AJ AJ will come back to get revenge, but Anderson and Gallows were literally murdered by The Undertaker. Uh, the next name on the list is Kurt Angle. I'm sure it was just one of those legends and ambassador deals. Yeah, it was like, doesn't he just have a legends deal? Like, Yeah, so that was probably a budget thing, and I'm sure that's not going to affect... It's not like he's going to re- be returning to the ring for TNA. Um, Mike Chioda. That one actually upset me a little bit. Longest tenured referee, 1989 he'd been there. Yep. So that's... That's a rough one to lose, but that's sort of like the uh, the Jim Johnston and the the Mark Yeaton mentality is he's a longtime player. He's probably making bank because of how long he's been there. So it was probably like, we have to cut a referee. We're going to have to cut him. 
And I guess I'm assuming Charles Robinson is now the senior referee. Because well, he only... came in with WCW. Yeah, but he's the only one the one that's been there for that long, right? Because everybody else seems pretty new. I mean, Sean Bennett's not Sean Bennett's a more recent guy. Was it John Cone the... came in during the roster split? I think. Yeah, so it would probably still be Robinson, but Cone would be up there. Yeah. Uh, Epico and Primo. Uh, that's one of those I f- keep forgetting they're still employed. So I've seen him in two years. Yeah, so that's that's uh, uh EC three. That was a huge wasted re-signing. They did absolutely yeah. nothing with him, and he didn't want to be there anymore. So he'll go be just fine. He's going to go out there and kick some ass. And go anywhere and be fine. Yep. Uh, Aiden English. I actually kind of forgot about him a little bit. Uh, that's another one I think they 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 squandered him away because I thought his his opera gimmick was good, and I liked him as the vaude, when the vaude villains. And I thought his commentary. Yeah, was and they bring good. him up, and they re- they bring him up, and they realize that his partner's an asshole. So then they fire him, and then they're like, "We got this guy. What are we gonna do with him?" Yeah, the Rusev stuff was really cool, but it overran its course. Yes, we'll get to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's another one where, well, he's gone, but he'll be he'll be all over the Indies. Uh, Hawkins and Ryder. More surprised, obviously, by Zack Ryder, considering he's survived a couple of these bloodlettings unscathed when we thought he was going to go. They were actually starting to do more stuff with them. Plus, they had that podcast. So that one was kind of shocking to yeah, me. And it was, like, officially on WWE stuff. Yeah, and it was Hawkins that went... Hawkins was among the first names that was announced. And then Ryder came way later, and I was just like, oh, well, all right. And his soon-to-be wife is just a recent NXT signing. Yep. But to Zack Ryder's credit, or Matt Cardona's credit, he released that T-shirt that became the, the quickly became the top-selling T-shirt on pro wrestling tees. The uh, the gaunt, what was it? It was still there. Now it's never there, or no longer there. I like that. You yeah, no idea. There's like some of these guys got right on it and got a pro wrestling tea store and everything going, and then some people were too emotional to get that ball rolling right away. Yeah. Well, Mike Canellis was not. He wanted out. So, Mike Bennett, will, Miracle Mike Bennett, will be resurfacing somewhere, and Maria's going with him. And you you have that thing where it's like, oh God, they fired a married couple. Well, yeah, well, they fired both of them, though. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they did nothing. They came in that one, like, pay-per-view, and it was like, oh, man, that freaking song's awesome. And then two weeks later, she was pregnant, and he was in rehab. Yeah, they they never got out the gate. When they finally looked like they were doing something with him, when Heyman took over the writing of Raw, they disappeared again when she got pregnant again. So. She got pregnant again. They'll be fine, though, because you know, you know Impact will re-sign him almost immediately. Or you can go back and take over back over the kingdom and Ring of Honor or whatever. He could, yeah. Ring of Honor is apparently honoring agreements with their wrestlers. They have not released anyone. And they actually made it a point after WWE did this to point that out. So I actually give them a little bit of credit for taking shots there. Yeah, but they're also paying them two hot dogs and two handshakes. True, exactly. Uh, Unless you're like Marty Skrull, you're not making. This one I'm sure disappointed you, Sarah Logan. I don't. I don't think they ever got 
any real. They never really did anything with they her. Didn't do ever any, since. They, they did the Riot, Riot Squad, Squad, and that was it. That she was a wasted talent for them too. And again, when it looked like she was starting to get over a bit, they're going to do something. And with her, her husband, that's done nothing as well since getting to the main roster, still there, still there. Well, they had their tag title run, and then of course they were just like, "Nope, we got to give it to Seth Rollins." And... Drake Maverick, that one kind of sucks because he was actually pretty emotional about that, and he basically has said that he will probably be ending his wrestling career altogether because he's nearing forty. Poor uh, yeah, Rockstar, because he's done like nothing in WWE. <laughs> Well, they they were constantly using him in, in comedic stuff, but he was getting super over. Yeah, but like 90% of the 24-7 stuff, which was awesome with him in it, was all YouTube videos. So it yeah. wasn't like... Well, he was having fun. That sucks. Apparently, apparently that was good enough for him or, you know, whatever. I... I they would be upset that that was like, and I'd be kind of. Happy I think that he's I... going to go to to a AEW. If he if his career if he actually continues, I think he'll go with them. I think he'll be useful as an ambassador. I think because he knows everybody over in, in England and stuff, and he can get yeah people. Yeah. Uh, no way, Jose. Meh. He apparently wasn't... he's been dyeing his hair. Yes. I saw like, group pics and stuff of the people who got released and I was like, who the fuck has the green hair? Yeah, that yeah, he was <laughs> he was doing some stupid hair stuff. He wasn't really utilized in any capacity though. Not even in NXT, so Yeah, no. He was he was a gimmick. He was all gimmick and Vince was like, Yeah, I love that. He was very generic as a worker. Uh pulled in way too soon. Diana Peruzzo, this is like the second or third time she's been released, so who knows what's even going to happen the there. The second like, time she's been released after only like two months at it. Yeah. I don't know who Alexander uh, Jacksick and MJ Jenkins are, and I don't know uh, Josiah Williams. was in one of the um, May Youngs. Okay, yeah. Um, she's... Yeah, the, the NXT talents I wasn't that familiar with. Dude looks like a lady. Um, <laughs> Eric Young, well, again, another horribly squandered opportunity. They did nothing with him, and I don't think he was happy anyway, so. Uh, Heath Slater, that one. Well, uh, they released Drew. He came back and became champion. They released Jinder. He came back and became champion, so we all know what Heath's got to do. Wait a couple years. Heath was also the last member of the Nexus 7 that was still there. All those guys are gone now. The whole Nexus 7 is gone. Leo Rush was a surprise because I thought they were really getting behind him again. But I think, I know his attitude hadn't really improved, so I think that was just kind of a, hey, this guy's kind of a prick. Can we just use this as an excuse? All right, let's get rid of him. And then Eric Rowan surprises me because I thought they were actually doing something with him. Yeah, except for it had, like, one of the worst storyline payoffs of all time. After oh, yeah. a way too long wait. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, at least there was a payoff, so I guess that's something. Last person on the list to talk about is the one who was probably the happiest to get his release. And that was Rusev. He was so happy on Twitter. I, I He was absolutely stoked to get out of there. Uh, he's been done for a while, so... 
But his wife, still there. Still there. Yeah. Because she's got tits and blonde hair. Yep. And we we finally learned that uh, coronavirus was Corey Graves and uh, Bobby Lashley both had it. Really? So, yep. So when they when they confirmed the on air talent that had to miss Mania, it, if you I was just like, oh yeah, Corey Graves wasn't there. He was only doing the studio stuff. So he was he was probably the he ended up being the one. I don't know when they got that studio stuff in. It was pro- actually they taped it a week before, so he was probably fine after that, and that's probably why he was able to do that. Mm. So there mm. you go. And I know I think, I'm pretty sure they said Bobby Lashley had it, but I don't think that you know. La- I'll be a son of a bitch. <laughs> but again, I don't think that's really going to be a uh, a big issue. I don't I don't like anticipate Lashley having any complications or anything. So that was a beast. Yeah, he'll probably. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure his case was so mild that he he basically got tested and tested positive. But I don't even think he realized he had it. Well, if it you're like a, if you're like a major athlete or whatever, like anything like this is just like eh, I don't feel 100. percent Yeah, that's basically what it turns into, right? Because I mean, we're talking about well, there was the first basketball player to. NBA player to get tested to come back positive. He was just like, no, nah, I mean, I feel pretty much fine. That's Unfortunately, that... he infected like half of his teammates, and then that's like some of them hate him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably not going to be on the team when the next season comes around. That would do it, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd probably be mad about that a little bit. I mean, we're talking like elite athletes, like people who have like, it's not unheard of that their resting heart rate is like in the 40s. <laughs> well, I think everybody's big like concern that, that shit. I think everybody's big concern and the thing that I agreed with the most was that, uh, was the fact that even if you feel fine, you can still spread it to people who will be negatively affected by it. So Yeah, well, there's an NBA all-star player whose mom got it and she died. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns' mother died this last week of it. And that's what it really is about, right? Like, we're talking like, they're like, yeah, it's still going to be like 98-something percent, but is it going to be your mom that dies because of it? <laughs> I know. That's, a, that's like the scariest thing about it. You might be fine, but... So, yeah, that's... uh. It's all that news. Um, on the plus side, even though WWE is refusing to acknowledge Roman Reigns on TV, he's got twins on the way, so good for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ain't nothing to do. If you had tickets to this year's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, they are now good for next year's, so just plan accordingly. Ain't happening. It ain't happening. They might do a special episode of Dynamite, but... And now, FTR, Free the Revival, are now going by The Revolt. Possibly. I kind of like that name. It's actually pretty cool. Oh. Say yeah. Oh, quick question, Dan. If Roman Reigns' wife is pregnant with twins, what does that mean? She loves to fuck. 
Never going to let that one go. All right. This past Tuesday, the new Dark Side of the Ring aired, and it was the Jimmy Snuka murder trial. And uh, this was by far my least interested episode uh, that they've done so far, because I've already pretty much heard this story tons of times. There was nothing really new that was revealed. It was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're pretty sure Snuka killed his girlfriend. The case went cold. Then they decided to reopen it because of the 30-year anniversary, and they saw the autopsy report, and they're like, hey, let's reopen this. But he was too old and too decrepit, and then he died. And he died literally 10 days later, so. They're like, yeah, he's probably guilty, but we can't really do anything about it. And then he died. Uh, It's just, it's one of those weird, like, it's just one of those weird things, like, I'm I'm watching it and I'm like I'm just not getting into this story and the only quote unquote new information that there was was you know they interviewed Don Morocco he gave because he was talking about how you know he he went to feuding with Snuka pretty much right after everything happened and they acquitted him and that was basically it was you know they they talked to Don Morocco they talked to Tonga Kid. Uh, of course, they talked to the family. They talked to the chief of police at the time and some of the investigators and Snooka's first wife. So, yeah, this it was really not a lot of new information. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if, uh, if you guys check like i'm not gonna tell anybody not to watch it and not waste your time because it's still it's still a decent episode to watch but after what we've already gotten it's probably the uh, least interesting episode that you're gonna you're gonna see the whole season like and it's the least watch episode so far so (laughs) yeah there's a reason for that i mean when we get to owen that one's gonna be a huge spike so we don't have to worry about that so yep that's all i gotta really say about that i mean there's nothing else to say you know the story and uh oh and and how buddy and how buddy rogers was like i can't deal with this anymore from babysitting him uh i've had a full conversation with jimmy superfly snooker i can't tell you anything he said except for the word brother I know the words he was saying probably made sense to him. They did not make sense to me. Yeah, I remember I s- like the the greatest stars of the eighties DVD set, which I still have. He's on there, and he's like, "And then I was working in Bolden, Alden, and I'm like, the fuck you said, Bolden, Ardland? Is that a place?" But apparently, he was saying he was working in Portland, Oregon. Okay, well, at least that's a little more. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's a little better, I guess. <laughs> what? Vertebrer. <laughs> was he the Swedish chef? I think it he's more understandable. <laughs> I just love that you don't watch South Park and you keep making South Park references. He's coming right for us. Yes. And of course, your favorite South Park reference that I've heard you make is the one that we always make. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Oh, God. I saw an Animal Crossing meme where it's Blathers, like, about to attack 
attack the kid with all with his butterfly net and says the last donation is you god that's creepy dear god <clears throat> speaking of aminal crossing i am totally able to revamp cliffs and rivers now so beware my sister's at like making uh groves now yeah like apple groves and orange groves. well i had a little groves. island there's like this little tiny island that I was putting a bunch of flowers on it, but I was getting really tired of vaulting to it, so I was just like, "Screw this!" So I, I, I built a path between it instead of the bridge. Instead of buying another bridge, I was like, "Here you go." Now we got a path, and I'm like, "Well, now the river just forks in two directions, but then it ends in weird spots." So I think I'm probably just gonna cut those weird spots, or I'm gonna make new ponds out of it so I can spawn more pondfish, like goldfish and kois. And you're not getting stuff. eggs from everything anymore. Ah, oh, that was the greatest thing ever. By the way, Bunny Day, the, the Zipper T Bunny is an asshole. He's such a sarcastic piece of shit. He was like such a jerk to you every time you talk to him. I'm like, really? This is the payoff? Fuck this guy. <laughs> so yes, I'm. Uh, I am very very happy that we are done with Bunny Day. We'll move on to the next event. I don't know what that is. Are they going to do something for Meanwhile, WWE Supercard started a Easter-themed thing three days after Easter. That's awesome. As timely as today's headline. <laughs> Vince has risen. Yes! Hey, pal! I've risen indeed! And New Jersey's getting hit with snow. It's raining here. <laughs> it's going to pour all night pretty much. Getting cold here recently. We had a freeze warning last night. Yeah, we've been getting, almost every night, we've been getting frost warning for overnight. So, Good lord. Yeah. Frost. Alrighty. So that's pretty much all of our, uh, our wrestling news this week, right? Unless uh, something breaks, I suppose. I'm not watching any of the... I, I haven't been watching any of the weeklies for a couple of weeks now, including NXT. But I I did hear from Senor Glenjamin, who everybody misses, that Killer Cross debuted. Tag Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I think you saw him for like a half a second, though. Yeah. So. It's like Tommaso Ciampa like, cutting a promo into like a basement camera in a basement or whatever and he gets attacked from behind that's just like oh killer cross nikki cross or uh killer kowalski so if killer kowalski and nikki cross had a kid oh god all right i gotta stop myself now because if i continue nasty (laughs) dude's like 60 years older than her I don't know. She might have been into that. You don't know. You don't know. No, she's into guys that used to be incredibly small and skinny and now are ma- but are now massive and fat. Oh, but maybe that's what she likes. I don't know. If she's friends with Alexa Bliss, she likes her, so... <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and... Move on to the next part of the show. And Dan, what is the next part of the show? 
I think this is where we thank our patrons before moving on to the... <laughs> points or consequences, right. Points or consequences. So, I'd like to give a shout-out to everybody in the shout-out tier, of course, which is Glenn Kukan, Randy Moyer, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton. Thank you for your patronage. And to all of our patrons, I say thank you as well. On our VIP show this week... I am going to do a detailed review of WrestleMania 4, the one-night tournament to crown the new World Wrestling Federation champion. And I'm going to give you guys a spoiler right now, because I said I was not a fan of this WrestleMania, and I was going to bury it. Well, on a rewatch, I'm still not a fan, but I'm not going to bury it that hard. Not as hard you know as I, I think it's a, it's a uh, Forest for the Trees event. The overall, what happens at, by the end of the show... Fucking fantastic. Yeah, there's some negative stuff in between, and I'll, I'll talk about what doesn't work with the tournament specifically and what does work and the, the kind of other stuff that happens. Because, like, what they, the what they accomplished at the end yes. is just, like, fucking perfect setup. And uh, real quick, before you guys hear this weekend's Chris Ranks the Universe, please go back and listen to parts one and two. So you're not just thrown off when I do the next batch of movies. And I will ask this on this show as well. While patrons do get priority with their suggestions, I am going to request that anybody can send me uh, Chris Ranks the Universe topics. Stuff that you want me to rank. And you can, if it's something that would pique, say, Dan's interest, he'll come on and, and do it with me. Uh, on the agenda, other than the Disney stuff, I am going to be doing the Pixar films. That one will be a little easier because there's significantly less of them. Um, like a third? <laughs> like a third, yeah. Um, this one I'm sure you'll want to do with me, Dan. James Bond was thrown out there. Yep. We'll do that in time for the uh, the release of the new movie when it comes out towards the end of the year. Uh, right around my birthday, actually. We'll review the uh, the 25 Bond movies, but I thought this was 25. Nope, because I'm totally including Never Say Never Again. Oh, I was like, are you including the, Not the Casino Royale the, that has like The two Casino Royale. Yeah, the, Woody Allen. The, the two Casino Royales, one in the 50s and one in the 60s. No. Oh, yeah, that one was like a TV special. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. No, it'll just do the movies. Uh, if we want to include Never Say Never Again, we'll decide. We're definitely going to do the Bond canon, though. The whole Bond it's canon. Just like Never Say Never Again, just a remake of my, like, my least favorite one. <laughs> and it's, it's not even a good remake. The only thing that's interesting is they have like that war game style video game scene. And it's it's cool to see Sean Connery again, but it just doesn't work. It just didn't work, yeah. But uh, I also want to do a, a an, an easy episode, which would be a quicker one, and you can help me with this one. I want to do the Bond songs. You know, okay. the, ti the title tracks. I think you and I could have some fun with that one. I, I have one or two ideas as to what's going at the bottom. Can we do like a, a special ranking tracks? Yeah! <laughs> Jeff, I know you're listening. <laughs> we'll do. We'll we'll combine. I mean, it's it. not. It's not one entire album, but <laughs> no, no. But yeah, that would be. That's a good idea. Jeff has to be on. I don't remember a ranking tracks crossover. Jeff, I don't remember if you're a Bond fan or not. You'll have to tell me. But even if you're not, you can still listen to the songs. I mean, you don't have to. I know the one we're going to disagree on is the Spectre song because I know I liked it, and you didn't. But it's like well, my least favorite part of that movie. <laughs> We'll agree to disagree on that one. Um, 
I know some of the other ones, like the WrestleMania-themed ones, IC title, um, women's matches, main events. I did want to do the opening matches one, which I think would be a lot of fun. Those are just going to be ones where I can just sit down and just watch some matches back-to-back and kind of put them in order. And we'll get to those. Uh, Regarding other pay-per-view stuff, I'm not going to do, like, the whole WrestleMania as a whole at this time. Because that's a huge project. And 36 kind of fucks with that a little bit. So, that's why I want to stick to some other Also, WrestleMania is so last week, we're on to different themes Exactly, but I'm still going to do the, the the specific WrestleMania themes that I want to do. Um, and of course, other stuff that I've talked about. Um, the MCU, which Mark Adams has already agreed to join me for. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, my wife and I are going to do a um, the Chronologic rewatch for the first time. Because I think that'll be interesting to watch them in chronological order. Hmm, I wonder where the Black Widow movie fits. I believe Black Widow is still before Infinity War, if I'm is not it? mistaken. Yeah, because it's it's when she's in exile from the events okay. of Civil War. Okay, that's, I was thinking like maybe it was even before, like it might have been the second or third movie. No, I think that's my understanding is that's where that one takes place, yeah. Oh yeah, they're like the in freaking the second Captain America movie like mentions that she's younger than my sister. <laughs> so she's like more than 88 or some shit yeah there you go uh, oh yeah. god so she, she, she's so younger her than shit me. wouldn't have been yeah Arnim Zola's like oh yeah Captain Rogers freaking born in 19 whatever and then she, Natalia Romanov born in like 1988 or whatever you're just like what the hell What the hell? Well, that's that's that the comic shit, right? Like, Captain America has been woken up like three times that they retconned him waking up like three different times when he woke up. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that gets retconned though, and stuff like that. It's um, just the way it is, right? It's like, oh yeah, he woke up in time for uh, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> now, specifically for the MCU, though, I'm going to just do up through phase, through the last phase, which would be the last Spider-Man movie, because that's going to be the easiest way to do that. Um, Star Wars, that'll be everything up to Rise of Skywalker, and yes, that will include the holiday special. Uh, spoiler, that'll be at the bottom. The Ewok movies, the Clone Wars movie, the spinoff movies, and the, the episodes, that one will be an easy one. I, I do want to do the Potter stuff. The Potter stuff I want to do, I want to do books and movies as a sep- separate episodes, and I think Definitely. that one's going to be interesting because I, I know the order is going to be different. One of my favorite b- books is one of my least favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, same so. here. <laughs> same here. So, well, that that one's going to be really interesting to do. And then... Uh, one of my favorite movies is one of my least favorite books, actually. There you go. And then, uh, plus, you, plus you also have that the, the weird part of splitting the last book into two movies, and they are definitely a difference in quality. So that's some of the ideas that I have. If you have an idea, something like that, something that would be easily quantifiable, especially something that, like, I, I had a really fun idea to do the Mario games, 
until you realize how many of them there are. And it's like, well, you can split them into Super Mario, and even if you haven't played them, you can still keep rank it main, them. I would keep it mainline, and that's still, like, at least 12. Yeah. Like well, I'm talking, like, Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 3. If you do just Super Mario, like games with Super Mario in the title, which takes away all the spinoffs and everything, it's 24. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You probably didn't even realize that. But there's only been, like, one or two per console generation since the NES. <laughs> and that's also not including, like, the remakes, like Super Mario Advance, which is just a remake of the first Mario Brothers, or Mario th- uh, 64 on the DS, you know, it's, uh, I want to do the Zelda ones and I'm going to get my buddy Eric to join me for that one. Cause he's a Zelda guy. He'll be able to help me with that. You should see Eddie. Oh, yeah, Eddie would be good for that one too. He's yeah. huge. He's a big old Zelda guy. So yeah, if you guys have ideas for Chris ranks the universe, I am 100% open to hearing them. So please submit them. And if you got any ideas for Chris X'd out, Dan ranks the universe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. That'd be fun. I'll be like, all right, guys, this is not my list. So all your hate mail goes to Dan. <laughs> uh, hate mail still goes to you, though. LOL. By the way, y'all, Club Kayfabe people, you wonderful Club Kayfabe home true wrestling fans, guys. I'm going to say this again. Because now I'm going to start burying you to your faces. Stop double posting in the group. Stop it. Just stop it. All right, Dan, you ready? Points? I suppose so. Consequences? So you know that game that's been going around where it's like create a uh, create a uh, quarantine house? Choose your quarantine house? No, I don't know about this thing that I specifically asked to be the game. Exactly. So Dan wants you to choose your quarantine house. Oh, they're choosing their own is how they took it, huh? They could hopefully make it funny. <laughs> so I want to know which ones I would choose, but if they took it that way, then good for them. Well, some people... It was one of those ones where... I mean, sometimes they take it in a different direction than I expected, and it's better yeah. than I expected. Well, some so... did their some did them for themselves... Some did them for you, and some just did what they wanted. So, I'll let you decide. Here's your first quarantine house. Michael Scott, Scott Glenn, Glenn Beck, and Beck. What? I'd probably not want to stay with them for three months, but I enjoy the theme, so you get points. All right. Here's our first set of points. I also forgot to copy this over into a document, so I'm going to be reading it right off the group and just writing stuff. Okay. You are going to have no problem guessing who did this next entry, but I'm going to read it anyway. Sasha Banks, Anna Kendrick... Elijah Dushku and Aubrey Plaza. Also, all pants tested positive for COVID-19, so they're banned housewide. <laughs> well. <laughs> Gee. Chris, you can take points. <laughs> Gee, who would have possibly thought of that one? I had to do it. I had to. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Brie Bella... Nikki Bella, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Danny DeVito. 
because they're twins. <laughs> That's a good one. See, now my thing is like I, I've been seeing these memes go around. And I'm like, I choose none of them because I'm not going to get laid in it. Because <laughs> there'll be like two really really hot chicks, but then there's like some freaking like super famous musician or something well, like well, that. Well, you fuck him. You, fuck him. Well, you can't compete with Danny DeVito, so. No, I can't. He'll have the Bellas all over him. Can't. Plus, they're that's, already prego. You, you might not like it, but that's what uh, pure efficiency looks like or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck that is, yeah. Yeah, I like that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I get it. I like the thing. It's points. There you go. All right, here's your next one. Kevin Dunn, Dunn Dunn, and well done. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I also like how in parentheses for Dunn Dunn, they put Baron Corbin. <laughs> as, if, as if you weren't part of that joke for how many as years. As if I wasn't the person that introduced that joke <laughs> yeah. to, our, to our people. Dunn Dunn, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Dunn, Dunn Dunn, and well done. That's pretty good. But, uh, no, I would not want to be in that group. <laughs> no. But that's a good team. So that's only the fourth entry. I'm just going to tell you that that was Don. Because when I saw that he posted, I was like, hold on a second. It's not 7 o'clock on Thursday. As a matter of uh, fact, it's only nine o'clock on Monday. <laughs> Don, I love you, man. <laughs> but I had to. I have to give him that shout out. Okay. <clears throat> George Jetson, Homer Simpson, Randy Marsh, and Fred Flintstone would not want to be with that group. I don't know. That one could be fun. Well, Randy Marsh will probably just try to break out of the house and. Government's not going to tell me what to do. Excuse me, I thought this was America. Homer would be loving the quarantine. Homer would be all about it. All I got to do is sit home and drink beer. Hell yeah. I feel like Fred Flintstone would be on board with it, but George Jetson would probably get stir-crazy. Low-key, for half a second... I thought you said George Jefferson. Oh, no, I said George Jetson. George Jane, Jefferson. get me off this crazy thing called love. Yes. That's a reference for you, kids. Indeed. And points. Point to Ruse. All right. Brandon Ruth, Chris Evans, Halle Berry, and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm not getting laid by Halle Berry in that situation. <laughs> Wait a second. You said Chris Evans. Yep. Who was next? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Brandon Ruth. Brandon Ralph. Ralph, sorry. Okay, so they're all they're all people that have played multiple Correct. Comic book characters. Okay. Correct. Yes. And then uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. They've all done the multiple deal. Chris Evans almost made a career of playing any comic book character. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
You should see the list of how many characters from from stories from comic books he's been in. Oh my goodness! Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Snowpiercer was like was a graphic novel. Yep. And he was in The Losers. Was a graphic novel. That's probably what helped him get recognized for Cap. So crazy. There you go. Oh uh, yeah, that's points. Okie dokie, I'm on the wrong thing for points right now. Uh, well, if it happens, when you're doing a raw dog from the from Yeah, I know, I know. Group. I know. I know. <clears throat> He's raw dogging it, everybody. I sure am. Uh, hey, ne- hurry up if you're listening to this live, which you can't be. Yes. But change your entry now. <laughs> Taylor Momsen, Michael Keaton, Chad Smith, and John Wick. The fuck? <laughs> what? What is this one? Because if one of us dies, does John Wick avenge us for three movies? I'm not sure. I'm going to uh, look it up. I'm getting... Okay, so if I look it up, I get Spy Kids 2 Island of Lost Dreams, and I also get the How to Grinch Stole Christmas 2000 premiere. Okay. I can't explain this one to you. I don't know if they did this one for themselves or... If there's a connection here that I don't see. So I'm going to apologize for that. I apologize. I apologize. I'm going to guess there's something in there that I'm not picking up right away. Or I'm not in the right headspace to pick up right now. Probably. We're all in the quarantine brain. Even though I've... My lifestyle has changed very little. Yeah. Like I, I wash my hands twice as long as I used to. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> That's Con- my big change. Considering the source of who posted it, I actually couldn't tell you if they were just doing this for them, their own amusement. So it's, it's up to you how you grade it. I'm going to give you a 50 because I'm thinking there's probably something there that I'm missing. All right. Taylor Chadwick, do me a favor and explain yourself because I don't get it either. I can't believe you guys don't know. Okay, yeah, probably. No, Taylor's cool. He wouldn't do that. All right. Deadpool, Freakazoid, The Mask, and Bugs Bunny. See, now that would be like one that's fun for the first couple of days and then you <laughs> kill yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm done with this shit. Why can't I say Candlejack? Michael Cole, why are you such a reekazoid? Frickin' Michael Cole. Freaking Michael Cole. I feel like Deadpool wouldn't be so bad, though. Well, we would just be bouncing references off each other all that. Oh, day. yeah. Absolutely. Wouldn't have a problem with that. That would be, like I said, that'd be fun for a few days, and then you'd be like, Yeah. And you know what? I might just go catch the COVID. <laughs> so, points. 
There you go. Moving on. <laughs> Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and Christian Bale. Where is she? Be an interesting foursome. It would be. Swear to me. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'd spend the first couple of days talking about Batman, but then we'll just talk about other stuff afterwards. I could break away. I like other things that the rest of them did. There you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to just talk about Batman. George Clooney did one thing I'd really be interested in asking him about. Stacy Keebler. <laughs> yeah, that would be the thing that he did. <laughs> yeah, that's point. I got Even though I haven't earmarked anything, I do have a, a, a mental front runner right now. A mental front runner. Okie dokie. Oh, good God. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now that that's Randy Moyer's entry. And I, the reason I'm saying it is because I almost wrote Randy Orton as I was writing it down. As I was raw well, dogging Randy he Moyer. He does hear voices in heads, Yeah. Man. This takes us to the chess unzi. Bill Bixby, Mark Ruffalo. Edward Norton, yeah, right. and Eric Bana. I'm sure you knew that was coming as soon as you heard the Batman. Well, as soon as you said Bill Bixby. Like, where else could they go with that? Oh, please. You couldn't even turn to Bill Bixby. Is Bill Bixby even... Is he still with us? Let's find out. Bill Bixby passed away on November 21st, 1993. So before I even know who he was. Yep, so an emphatic no. He is definitely not. Oh, because he was born in 34. That would that would be why. Oof, he married his last wife the year he died. Oof. Ew. Oof. Was he fed to tigers? Yeah, there's Tiger King reference. Still haven't seen. Still haven't seen. That Carol Baskin's a real bitch. All Still right. haven't seen. Uh, Hulk House gets points. Hulk House points. Even though I, I guess technically none of them actually play the Hulk. Really. <laughs> I was like, well, Bill Bixby wasn't the Hulk. He was only David Banner. Then they realized the rest of them don't really play the Hulk either. And do you know why the Hulk's roar is like a mix of everyone's that ever played the Hulk's roar at this point? At this point? Yes. Okay. It's like super cool. So this Fred Tatiasaur got his freaking voices in like MCU movies because he's been Hulk in animated things since like the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you'll know you'll because we mentioned this something similar to this earlier, you'll get this next one. Steve Rogers, Lucas Lee, Johnny Storm, and Nick Gant. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, there That's it is. Actually hilarious. What we actually just talked about. <laughs> Points. Indeed. <laughs> For your comic book characters portrayed by Chris Evans list. <clears throat> uh Drake. 
Drake Maverick, Drake Younger, and Draco Malfoy. I don't think I'd have a very good time. My father Except will hear for, about like, this. Except for like talking, talking to freaking Drake Younger about like getting hit with a weed whacker or some shit. <laughs> but... I don't know. Drake Maverick seems pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't give a two shits about Drake. Talk about how talk about how hot his wife is. Draco Malfoy would just be would just be like, you know, if we were quarantined at my house with my father. Well, it depends. Like, what Draco Malfoy are we getting? Are we getting post <laughs> post war Malfoy where he's got PTSD? Yeah. That would not be fun. Where he like realizes that him and his family were a piece of shit. And it's up to him to turn things around now. And to turn his entire family's history around. Yeah. <laughs> so, Drake House. All of a sudden there's like a magic cupboard that's letting people in and out of the house. Oh, jeez. And you're just like, what the fuck, Draco? You're breaking quarantine. Your Death Eater friends keep coming over. I mended the vanishing cabinet. Fucking caros are awful. Why are you bringing them here? <laughs> Points. For your all-dragon group. <laughs> the all-dragons. Penultimate entry. Drake of the 99 Dragons, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne, T.L. Hopper, Harley Quinn, and Al Snow. The fuck? A rich, a rich bat, a plumber, <laughs> and then Harley Quinn and Al Snow, who are both unstable in their own respective ways. But I actually might get laid in this house. Well, she ain't fucking bats. This man has sex with bats! <laughs> I love that new Harley Quinn show so much. It's so good. I haven't seen any season two yet, though, so... It's only the two episodes, so the third one's coming out tonight, so you'll have time to catch up. Ah, oh, it's so That's good. okay, because they were, like, ten deep before I watched it last season, so... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Freeze is in this. They're just like we're all here because we want to take over the world. Well, act no, we're all here because we're gonna we're gonna take over the world with ter- or we're, we fund terrorism or something. Goes, uh, not me. I'm just trying to find a cure for my wife's disease. And how are you funding that terrorism? <laughs> as Alfred Molina as the voice of is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that's who I read was the voice of Mister Freeze. Was Alfred Molina. I saw that and I immediately started laughing. It's good shit. That was like a story they made up for him to be not just boring on the freaking cartoon show. Yeah. Which ended up making it into a movie and his official story. And of course, we, yeah. we all know who my favorite Mr. Freeze is just because it was so terrible. <laughs> That's why I liked Let's it. Let's kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, 
You want to know what Mr. Freeze isn't great? The first one from Batman 66. Yeah. That one was really weird. The Yeah, yeah. Dude, I like, um... Oh. Oh, and I liked uh, when he was on Robot Chicken. And they did the, the Mr. Freeze thing, the DC comic episode. They got Nathan Fillion to be the voice of Mr. Freeze. Okay, so I'm on the Harley Quinn wiki. And I'm just like, first thing it says, Oh my god, it's Beyonce, King Shark. And then it says, <laughs> Trivia, similar to the 1992 incarnation, this Mr. Freeze is looking for his cure for his wife. He once exposed himself in a water park. And his discontinuity is depicted with a mohawk reminiscent of his new 52 comic. Good God. It speaks with... It's like he once exposed himself in a water park. Like, that's got to be like a throwaway line that happened in that one of the episodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My favorite thing about Harley is that she was created for the animated series and just took on a life of her own. Mm-hmm. And her, uh, the new show is so friggin' fun. Kaylee Cuoco might be my new favorite Harley Quinn. I think her portrayal is friggin' hysterical. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be messed up if I just, like, ate you right now? And friggin' Ivy's great, too. I always yeah. like when you drop those random lines from the show when I'm just like, I watched the new Harley Quinn and that was the first thing you said. <laughs> Good God. Yes. Good, great stuff. So what was the entry again? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, the entry. Bruce Wayne, T.L. Hopper, Harley Quinn, and Al Snow. Yeah, I have no idea why this is a group. So, But I'm down with it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it get? And we just have Bruce Wayne. Like, we don't even know he's bad. So maybe if I become friends with him, he'll just give me shit. He'll become a patron for a million dollars a month. And then we'll have to pay taxes. But at a million dollars a month, I'm down with paying taxes. Yeah. For this shit. That's still uh, like six hundred fifty grand that you're gonna walk away with. And that's a month. We could all stop doing anything. Yeah. Yes, sir. Anyway, yes, points. And now for your final entry. Oh, my God. Fjord, Jester, Vexalia, and Grog. Oh, they put the freaking same people? Oh, my. You probably know who this is, too. Yeah. Uh, Oh, (laughs) who made the entry? Yeah. Ford, Jester, Vexalia, Grog. Man, that'd be interesting just because Grog is there. Shit would get crazy. Explain for those unknown. Uh, These are characters from Critical Role, the D&D show. Two of them are from the current show and two of them are from the previous one. And they're both played by real-life married couple, Travis Willingham and uh, Laura Bailey. And as far as I would know, the only person in our group 
that watches it, let alone no. Actually, no. There's a couple of people, that have been, but I'm guessing this is Ellis. Mm, who else would it have been? And son of a bitch, Ellis wins. Ha! So, what was your front runner up until then? My front runner was going to be Bella Twins and uh, Arnold. Okay, that one was pretty damn good. The, the twins and twins. Twins and twins. Yes. Arnold and Devito. Yes. Uh, I, obviously, I revealed a couple of them to you as we went along the line here, but Michael Scott, Scott Glenn, Glenn Beck, and Beck was Jeff Trelawitz. You already knew mine. The twi- oh, look, the, the African writer. <laughs> Came up with the heavy wordplay. Yep. Mm. Uh, the twins reference was Dan Dahl. The Dunn special was Don, as I mentioned. The uh, the TV dads was Adrian Cotton. The uh, the double superheroes was Michael Vaughn. We I told you Taylor's we needed question on. The uh, Joshua Vargason was the Deadpool house that you were like, oh, that's going to suck. Randy Moyer was the Batman house. Tom Dickinson was the Hulk house. Jay Winger was the Chris Evans superhero house. Russell Wright was Drake house. And then Matt Hardman was that other weird one that we couldn't figure out with Bruce Wayne. That was everybody. What do you expect? This man has sex with bats. So I just want to point out to everybody that uh, just remember to stay safe. Even if they do start opening stuff up, we can beat this thing. If you're still going to be smart. Uh, Thank ring of honor. Thank you for being honorable. Uh, Ronda Rousey, if you're working us, that's awesome. If you're not, go fuck yourself. And check out the uh, Kevin Sullivan interview on uh, Cornette's podcast. It really wasn't interesting enough for me to bring up as a thing, honestly, because it didn't really reveal anything except that the only reason he's never spoken out is because he wanted Nancy's parents to give him permission to. And he doesn't really have anything to add to it. And as he said, stop saying shit like he he helped commit the murders or something because it's actually really hurtful to his children and I can totally get that. I, I could totally see that being a thing. Other than that, I got nothing else to say. Enjoy your wrestling and we'll see you guys next week.